Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 1st Chronicles chapter 12 and here we see David's mighty men once again and then we learn a few spiritual truths inside this chapter. So pay attention. In the previous chapter we already recognized how David took everybody who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented who came to him and he gathered them and he made them into mighty men. In this chapter Ezra was talking about these warriors of David these mighty men of valor showcasing their prowess and emulating them as their role models for the exiles who were returning back to Jerusalem reading between the lines i see three different truths which i would like to present here the first one is we learn what types of weapons that they used In verse 2 we read they were armed with bows using both the right hand and the left in hurling stones and shooting arrows with the bow. We know that David used a sling to slay Goliath. So he had these men trained in slinging stones and watch that they can use both the right and the left hand. So what does it signify? It signifies that they were ready at all times and used whatever means was possible. In verse 24 and 34 we read they were bearing shield and spear armed for war. In verse 33 and 37 we read they were experts in war with all weapons of war. So what does these weapons signify? In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 we are told put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms every christian is a soldier fighting a battle against these dark spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms we need to be aware of this fact notice in verse 22 it says it was a great army like the army of god the truth is that although we lead normal human lives on earth the battle we are fighting is on the spiritual level the very weapons we use are powerful for the destruction of the enemy that is satan's strongholds you see we are fighting on god's army against satan as we read in second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 and 4 the second thing that we learn from this chapter is the characteristics of these men of valor we read in verse 8 their faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains so what does this signify a lion is undaunted fierce and terrible to all the other animals so these men were like lions who had a calm demeanor of men who were confident in god and yet they were swift as gazelles on the mountains they knew when to escape and run away like the gazelle similarly wherever we are we can hold our own due to the strength and faith that we have on the lord and never be ashamed to speak about the god's word and yet we can be quick like the gazelle to escape the schemes of the devil in verse 33 we read another characteristic an undivided heart In certain translations it is written not of double heart and undivided loyalty so this shows us that these were men of a single 
our whole heart in the devotion to King David. Likewise, we are to be men of wholehearted devotion to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Yet another characteristic is, they were men who could keep their ranks, as we read in verse 33 and 38. That is, these were men who were able to stay together as a single unit. In the book The Art of War, Sun Tzu says that unity and focus are required at every level of an organization. The goal of unity is not to win battles, but to succeed without a battle. Jesus prayed in John 17 verse 20 and 21, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus also looks for unity among his believers. We also read that all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. So as churches and believers, we should all be of one mind to exalt Jesus as our king. That should be our singular focus so that the world may believe in Jesus Christ by looking at our unity. The third truth that I would like to share from this chapter is seen in verse 18 and verse 20-21. We read about some of the Benjamites who were brothers of Saul but then they knew that Saul was set aside as king by the Lord and David was the true king. So they came to David and so David received them and made them leaders of his raiding bands as we see in verse 18. And we read about the men of valor in verses 20 and 21 that they helped David against raiding bands for all of them were brave warriors and they were commanders in his army. So who were these raiding bands referred to here? The band that is referred to here is of Amalek as we see in 1st Samuel chapter 30. So who were these Amalekites? Amalekites were a descendant of Esau's grandson. They are distinct from Edomites who were the descendants of Esau as we already saw. And these Amalekites were the first ones to attack the Israelites upon their exodus from Egypt as we read in Exodus chapter 17. In both of these chapters, in Exodus 17 and in 1 Samuel chapter 30, we see many similarities happening there. Here the leader was Moses and in 1 Samuel the leader was David. At the time of Moses, they were in Rephidim and the Amalekites came and attacked them there. And look what they did. In Exodus chapter 17, we only read that the Amalekites attacked them. But in Deuteronomy chapter 25, we read in verse 17, Remember what the Amalekites did to you along the way when you came out of Egypt. When you were weary and worn out, they met you on your journey and attacked all who were lagging behind, typically women and children. They had no fear of God. Now come back to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Here David was residing in the city called Ziklag and while David and his mighty men were out, look what happened in the city. In verse 1 we read, David and his men reached Ziklag on the third day. Now the Amalekites had raided the Negev and Ziklag. They had attacked Ziklag and burned it and had taken captive 
the women and everyone else in it both young and old so you see in both these places they attacked those people who were weak and vulnerable this is the amalekite spirit it attacks the weak and vulnerable on the outside we may have a very good front of a spiritual person but then deep inside when we are alone in our thoughts in our houses in our places of work where nobody notices us that's where the amalekite attacks us when we are weak and vulnerable satan attacks our weakest points knowing that we would fall in those areas in first samuel chapter 30 we read that in verse 5 david's two wives had been captured ahinoam and abigail ahinoam means power abigail means joy so you see this amalekite takes away our joy and power of the lord from us by attacking our weakest vulnerabilities by making us fall into sin the amalekite spirit takes away the power of god and the joy of the lord from us so how did they fight the amalekites in exodus chapter 17 we read in verse 10 so joshua fought the amalekites as moses had ordered and moses aaron and her went to the top of the hill as long as moses held up his hands the israelites were winning but whenever he lowered his hands the amalekites were winning so moses was holding up the rod that the lord had given him and as long as he was holding it up the israelites were winning and when he lowered it down due to fatigue the amalekites were winning so you see once again a power struggle happening here david knew that the rod is the strength what is the rod referring to in genesis chapter 49 verse 10 we read the rod of authority will not be taken from judah and he will not be without a lawgiver till he comes who has the right to it and the peoples will put themselves under his rule so who is this rod referred to here yes it refers to jesus christ who was to come and jesus is referred to as the word as we see in john chapter 1 so jesus is god's word so you see as long as we raise up god's word in our lives we win the battle against amalekites and that's exactly what david did too as we see in first samuel chapter 30 verse 6 but david found strength in the lord his god so in our spiritual battles whenever we are weak and vulnerable hold out the rod in your hand that is god's word how do we hold up god's word there are five things that we can do exposing ourselves to the teaching and preaching of the word of god either in a fellowship or in church or on tv or on media etc in this our faith is built up as we see in romans chapter 10 verse 17 faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about christ the second thing that you can do is to read the word of god john says that blessed is the one who reads this book of prophecy revelation chapter 1 verse 3 when we read the bible we will internalize more and that gives us the power to fight amalek and the third thing that we can do is purpose ourselves to study the word of god let's go deep into what the scripture means the actual and the spiritual implications the principles taught etc going an extra mile will make us wise and powerful against the attack of the amalekites 
This is what they did in Acts chapter 17 verse 11. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what paul said was true the fourth thing that we can do is purpose ourselves to hide the word of god in our hearts the word of god is a true weapon and defense when the amalek attacks us in our vulnerable times jesus used it and succeeded in the desert adam and eve failed to use it in the garden of eden and fell for the amalek that's why david says in psalm chapter 119 verse 11 i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you the fifth thing that we can do is allocate time in our busy lives to think through the word of god that we read and heard this will help us in applying what we have learned to fight against the amalek We can look for what God is speaking to us through his word. If there is any sin to confess, if there is any promise to claim, if there is any example to follow, is there any command to obey or is there any knowledge about Christ to acquire? Then we will be like the person that David talks about in Psalms 1. King Saul was commanded to destroy the whole of Amalekites, but then what did he do? He allowed the Amalekite king Agag to live and he took plunder for himself and his army and he also lied about the reason for doing so. This rebellion of Saul against God and his commandments was so serious and so severe that he was rejected by God as king as we read in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 23. These Amalekites who escaped during this time of Saul later continued to harass and plunder the Israelites in successive generations. So similarly, if we let the Amalekite spirit gain control of us, it will attack us again and again. So we need to conquer this Amalekite spirit by the word of God as we saw. Even during the time of David when he attacked the Amalekites, some of those Amalekites escaped. And much later during the time of King Hezekiah a group of Simeonites killed the remaining Amalekites as we see in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verses 42 and 43 and still yet some of the Amalekites remained in the book of Esther we read about Haman the Agagite he was the descendant of the Amalekite king Agag whom Saul did not kill so his descendant made a huge plan for annihilating the whole of israelites but then what happened god saved the whole of israelites from haman through queen esther and haman was angered and all of those people were killed as we read in esther chapter 9 verses 5 to 10 so this is a great truth that we read about the amalekites and amalek spirit if you read first samuel chapter 30 david shared this news this secret and the plunder to all the other people even those who did not fight the amalekites similarly we need to share this secret of fighting the amalekite spirit to all our brethren because satan is coming to conquer them at their weak and vulnerable moments we need to show them that there is a way to victory over the amalekite spirit and also because god takes this matter very seriously god stresses this by telling us twice If you read Deuteronomy chapter 25 verses 17 to 19 in 17 he says 
Remember what the Amalekites did to you. And in verse 19 he closes by saying, Do not forget. Remember, do not forget. So these are the three things that we learned from today's chapter. May God bless these words. Amen.